contemplating on a revolution at times now. I just wanna be free. 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 Okay, okay, another episode. Of the things I wish I knew about money podcast, I'm your host, Camille Smith, and I have a special guest for episode 69, Ayo. No. Ayo. <laughs> I'm not going to start. This is a PG episode. Okay, you know. okay. As much as we want it to be. <laughs> but I want to um, introduce a special guest, you know, because I love having special guests. My big big friend Shanna from oh my gosh, since when service? Yeah, middle school. You're in grade seven. Oh because you know that sound board is no longer here with us, but I can still make the sound. But dang, grade seven. Yep. Years. Let's not reveal Years. our current age. Like yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna expose us. Even though people know how old I am, but oh, okay. not going to expose us. My gosh, I just thought about that. That's a really long time ago. But it's funny because, like, even though we went to the same middle school and same high school, like, we, you know, distance off because university, college, and all that stuff. Yeah. But then how did we link up again? 2015. <laughs> I'm at work, working in a call center. I look over and I'm like, who is this person that they just hired? She looks so familiar. <laughs> Yo, that's so crazy because I was like, Shana Wagwan. And it was like, it was years since yeah. then, right? Yeah. Since, since high school graduation, we hadn't seen each other, really spoken to each other. And then boom, 2015, you walk through the doors. And I'm like, what? Oh, for us. And then, you know, it's a joke. Because just mm. the other day, and won't expose us too much. You know, like <laughs> on the weekends, we used to relax downtown and stuff and have a drink or two. I'll say a drink. Definitely. After <laughs> <laughs> work, yeah. Um. It's funny story to celebrate my mom's birthday. I went back to that bar and I was like, yo, the price gone up. <laughs> That's an inflation for you. <laughs> That's why I had I just had to respectfully tell you when yo, price gone up since every place had gone up, it only makes sense, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm pretty sure you've evolved since that time and all that good stuff because I can see the background of anyone that is watching you'll see the background as well tell us what you've been up to since then so <laughs> since 2015 what I've been up to I've been learning more about finances um I think it was 2020 uh during the pandemic I had a couple of expenses bills credit cards that were piling up and things were starting to change in my household money was becoming tight so to be honest the first person I reached out to was Camille and I was like, girl, I need to start paying off this debt. And we started talking about like different methods of how we can get them paid off. And mm -hmm. I immediately went to work. I got my credit cards down and I still had a balance on one of them. And I started yes. saving 
I don't even know what I was saving for, but I just started saving. Fast forward, I met uh, Harpreet Gill. And if anybody knows Harpreet Gill, she's an amazing individual. Uh, she used to be a social worker in the Jane and Fitch community. And through her, I was introduced to WFG, where I learned more about finances. And I started my own financial service business, uh, Project X Financial. And what it's really about for me, it's mm -hmm. about educating average Canadians on how to get ahead financially. A lot of my mistakes when it comes to finances have been a lot of trial and error because there was nobody to teach me. I'm a first generation Canadian and my mom, she did her best, but she didn't know all the ins and outs of how to really make money in this country and have money working for you. And this is what I do. And this is my mission to teach people first so they can make good financial decisions for themselves. That's what it's about, right? And I'm I'm glad that I always wipe my eyes when I, I hear like I'm an inspiration because that's what I'm also trying to do, like, you know, help people be financially fit. And it's tricky when it comes to our community because Definitely. we didn't know everything, right? And then when we start to build up the community and learn about like what others are learning and actually mm -hmm. like taking it in it's just like yo i have to reach out to the people like i known from time and then also branching out to others so i'm glad you're part of this journey with like and and being the greatest mom and everything <laughs> because uh side note folks um shana's son her oldest son kishan he was able to be part of the experience life experience experience with like the um, why am i why am i sleeping I, I would just say the stock market game that's what we call exactly. it at home <laughs> what i do appreciate about it is that even though there was an age restriction you still let my younger son keneal join he was 10 years old at the time and this is this young fresh-eyed 10 year old kid that's like buying stocks online trying to keep up with the older kids he did his best, but I think it was a great lesson learned, right? Exactly. And Keyshawn, he just knew what to do, when to do it. <laughs> I believe he was able to place like third. Yes, so and he finally got excited. his prize. <laughs> that was on my that that's on my end. So when 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 the money team hears this, I'm so sorry. They just, just got like, this a year later. <laughs> but better late. Than never, of course. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, you know. But the like the best thing about it is when I have discussions with you, mm -hmm. I find you as a really rational individual and lady, and we can talk about things that, like I always have these. I don't know. First of all, I don't know why I'm having these type of discussions. Because one, I'm not dating. <laughs> Two, I don't plan on getting married anytime soon. God willing, whatever. If it comes, it comes. But I'm just having these discussions because obviously that's like when it comes to personal finance, people are like, I don't want to talk about my investments. Da, 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 da. I want to talk about ratchet shit. And I'm like, I don't really talk about it, but I'll, I'll talk about this because like marriage and um, relationships, dating, getting married and stuff, it has to do with money. Of course. In a sense. And I like, 
Mm. I think it's like what you say. A lot of people kind of separate the two. They think dating has nothing to do with money, but it does. And when you transition for dating into like a serious relationship, have you had that conversation about money? And for a lot of people, they haven't. They just walk into relationships with all these expectations in their head and thoughts of, oh, this is how much the other person makes. This is how much the other person has for expenses. And this is how much they treated me. They brought me here. But yep. reality is sometimes so different because when somebody's whining and dining you, they're spending money that they possibly don't even have. <laughs> oh. And, and, and I've come to realize with like being in the financial world, I'm like, it's kind of not fair. Like, I know like in the 1950s and 60s, the man should court you and all that stuff. But like, as of late, women, women have been making money or like going to school and all that stuff and having the same not the same sorry i shouldn't say the same they what's the saying like like women make 70 percent of what a, a man would make <laughs> a yeah a man would make in the same job but i think what you're pushing on or what what the subject you're trying to say is that there's more women professionals in the workplace now exactly so like how are they able to have that same mindset about like yeah i want the man to court me da, 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 take care of me i'm like but y'all making the same amount like ideally it's better when it's two heads than mm -hmm. one right so why are you saying like no no no, no. my money's my money and his money is my, my money too? <laughs> our money right yes i i've heard i Unfortunately, I've heard a lot of women make statements like that. And I think it comes back to two things. It's either how you grew up, your yeah. perspective on relationships, True. or what you're influenced by the media. I know I grew up so differently than a lot of my peers. So mm -hmm. younger, when you're dating and stuff, I was like, nope, I pay my own bill. I don't owe you anything. Because I didn't want any type of expectations from the person that was taking me out. Same, same. Yeah. So I was like, mm, I don't want to feel obligated that you're like, we are spending time together going on this mm -hmm. date and you had to pay me. So like, and I said that last week, like, I don't want you to feel like you're my parent and you're like, oh, so now I can tell you what to do. I'm like, mm, I don't know how I feel about that because my parents haven't told me what to do <laughs> in, in a very long time. So for someone else to do that, but I'm stubborn. I've, I've come to realize I'm stubborn. I've accepted but it. <laughs> it's interesting how it kind of works because you could be that way at the beginning of a relationship. And yeah. then once it gets serious or you guys start having children, it can shift again. Because I know even in my life, there was a period of time where I didn't work full time. Okay, true. Where my partner paid majority of the bills. And that was a little bit of adjustment for myself. But the one thing I did just because of who I am I just mm -hmm. always made sure I had a part-time job because okay. that's fair. I don't like asking for money. <laughs> <laughs> right? like, if I want to get my nails done, I don't want to be like, hey, can I have like 60, 80, $100 for my nails? Can I have allowance? Like, can you imagine? Yes. Oh, I can wish I sometimes. Sometimes I do wish. Yeah, that idea of somebody taking care of you. But 
reality kicks in every time. And I realize it's better to have two heads in one. It's better to have the two incomes, especially when you're raising kids. It yeah. makes life way more affordable. And there's exactly. benefits. And I think a lot of people don't realize there's a lot of benefits of having somebody else on your team yeah. when you're moving forward in life. You support each other. It's a great opportunity. It's, it's like, um, I like to say it as like a partnership. And some people don't like hearing that, but it's like, in a sense, like, and I, and I know, you know, your situation, like, I've, I witnessed a beautiful marriage, not mine, but my parents. So mm. I always saw it as a partnership, like, like, if I'm not able to do this, the other person is able to do that. So I've, even though I'm not in a relationship or anything, I strive to be able to mimic that. But there is times when I'm like, I don't think I can ever mimic what they had, but I do understand the partnership and, and doing a give and take because that's how, that's how relationships, partnerships, marriages and stuff should be, right? Mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm just like, let me just ask someone that's actually in <laughs> or like experienced so I'd be able to understand because there's so many things that happen in a marriage that I only know a part of it, right? But I'm hoping you would be able to explain more. <laughs> definitely. We can definitely dive deeper into that specific topic. Um, yeah. you, you say it's, it's a partnership. I think of it as a team only because when I think of the relationship, I've expanded my definition of that and I've added children. So yes, then it becomes true. a team, but definitely partnership is the word, especially at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I think as we're transitioning in these relationships, we need to have open conversations about money. You sure. have to have an understanding of not necessarily the exact amount of money that they make, but their mm -hmm. spending habits. Because some people are serial shoppers. I'm talking about online purchases, um, constantly at the mall while other people are a little bit more laid back with their shopping where mm -hmm. the, the packages are just being delivered on a regular so you might not even notice that they have some type of spending habit yeah. and then are they a person that's always looking for opportunities to make more money like are they driven are they looking to grow themselves things like that I think people look look for I know yeah. myself yeah Myself, my when I'm in relationships, it's, it's, it's not even if you're driven or if you're focused or how much you make. Yeah. At the beginning, it's just, what do you, what do you bring to the table as a dog? Uh, uh, hold on, hold on. When I hear that, that question or statement, I don't know how to feel because I'm like, Fam, like, and I shouldn't say fam, so let me be fair. When it comes to someone's, if someone was ever to say, what do you bring to the table? I'll be like, well, I would hope that the conversations that we've had and the interactions that we've had and, you know, simple just talking or whatever, that you would understand that whatever I bring to the table is valuable. And not like, oh, I'm just bringing my, I'm just bringing my looks and things. No, like 
I would hope that you would know that I have ambition. I'm I'm quirky sometimes, but like it's just I don't know. When I hear that question, I'm like, I don't know what I bring to the table. When you find out about me, you'll know. You'll know. You'll know. You'll know. But I think like for all women, what what we're looking for, if I'm to generalize it, is we're looking for, like you said, a partner, someone who can support us. So not something that's going to hold us back or tell us that we're not able to do something or our places in the kitchen. We're looking for somebody that can support our dreams as well, because we're pushing for you 100%. We're pushing your dreams, what you want, but we're just asking for the same. Is that so hard? (laughs) Like, the way to my heart is through my stomach as well. Uh, So I don't, I don't. I would like for both of us to cook together, you know? Agreed. That doesn't make sense in my eyes, but what do I know? I'm still, I'm still on the sideline watching. <laughs> oh gosh. So let's talk about weddings. Cause I think that's what we're here to talk about. Ooh, my gosh. Okay. So there, okay. So I known a couple folks in the last I'll say three, five years mm-hmm. that has been getting married. Actually, not even five years, but whatever. I think the last wedding I've heard of, especially during the pandemic, I uh, believe it's cost conscious. And I'm like, okay, that I can dig because I don't think it makes sense in my eyes, only in my mm-hmm. opinion to spend like a down payment on a wedding and then and then spend 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 all this money and then people call me and are like yeah and I'm like that's a lot like I I don't think you should be spending like a down payment especially if you don't have a house yet and that's your plan you should be more conscious about your money or be conscious about your budgeting and then I remember like a guy friend told me, they're like, yo, I spent too much on a, an engagement ring and too much on the wedding. I was like, that's all on you. Cause ideally with an engagement ring, you're going based on your budget to buy that ring. And, and I actually did a poll and like, there's like myths, like a society normally expects society expects mm-hmm. you to spend three months worth of your salary what I like I like the fact that you said that that society expects you to spend three months worth of your salary on a ring and I think what most people don't understand is this was based on an advertisement from a diamond company so how do we go from an advertisement to reality where it's passed down and considered traditional And I think that's where people get confused. Mm -hmm. If the point is to get together, have a marriage, have a long lasting marriage, then why do we put so much emphasis on a ring? I have like a couple girlfriends and, you know, growing up when you're young, they'd be like, oh, it's all about the diamond. I want a diamond. And I always think, especially now that I'm older and I see diamonds, I'm like, do we even know the difference? We can't look at a ring and be like, oh, the quality Oh, the roughness. We're not diamond experts. And first things first, I don't want any blood diamonds. So if anyone that thinks about like, I'm going to 
propose to Camille, you already know from the jump, I don't want any, I don't want a diamond, blood diamond. I watched the movie. But it's not smart. just that. For a lot of these diamonds, we don't know where they're being mined, right? True. And or are people getting reasonable salaries? Are they, in, is it good conditions? Mm -hmm. There's so much more to the diamond industry that even me and you don't even know or understand. Yeah. So when I think of an engagement ring and I'm definitely ladies are probably going to get upset with me. I think a man has to just buy what he thinks is right. Like women give hints all the time. I have girlfriends that are like, yeah, I told them a heart. Like I want a heart diamond. So like guys, listen, you can get a heart diamond, but it doesn't necessarily have to be the $10,000 ring, $30,000 ring. Like, let's be a little bit more reasonable with this. How much? Sorry. 30,000. <laughs> No, no, no. Like I did a poll today and um, I did it on two accounts, but I mm -hmm. saw mostly, I know someone that spent um, a month's worth salary mm -hmm. and then like others spent two months, like two months worth. It's relative to what you make, right? So True. if you're bringing yes. in $4,000 a month, that's a $4,000 ring. Really? right versus if you're making only two thousand dollars a month that's a two thousand dollar ring for if you're just doing one month mm -hmm. but i think fellas when we're buying these rings mm -hmm. what are our current expenses and our current debts why should we go into debt just to buy an item so i know a lot of older people that mm -hmm. once they've gotten married they don't necessarily wear the expensive diamond anymore they wear it for the first year or so. Some girls say it's heavy. Some people are afraid of it being stolen or them losing it. So we just spent $10,000 on a ring that's in a box in a drawer. Ain't that something? When I could take that same $10,000 and invested it or put it towards a down payment. And I think we need to start thinking that way. True. It's not about the here and now. It's what can I build for the future? And that's how you have to think about your finances. I'm, I'm seeing some comments and things. <laughs> I'm seeing 30K. I'm good. That's a down payment. What's What matters more, a uh, house or a ring? House. Like, obviously. Exactly. A house. house. Like, like, hands down. I don't even understand this. There's a show on Netflix and it has the same concept. Yeah. A wedding or, or a down payment on a house. And couples go through it. And the amount of couples that choose the wedding, I'm shocked. I, I'm completely shocked. You see I'll tell face? you, I'll tell you a personal story. Um, when we got when we were getting married, we put ourselves on a budget, 10k, 10k is how much we wanted to spend. That's it. <laughs> so, I know I know it might be hard to do a 10k wedding wedding now, but this yeah. was back in 2014. So, inflation uh, wasn't true, what it was now. Inflation gone up. Uh. <laughs> But definitely, it made us reduce our guest list, and it made us focus on people that were more important to us. And we took this opportunity to flip it because well, we were saving. I'm just checking to see my invite. <laughs> <laughs> you had to be family. You had to have been family to cross that door, or like close friends, almost family. <sighs> okay, we rekindled after. Okay. Yeah, 2015 after. <laughs> 
but 2014 going into this wedding we knew we wanted to spend 10,000 and then we thought for a second okay we don't want wedding gifts we've been living together for over 10 years at that point okay we already had two kids I don't need a new toaster sorry (laughs) so what did I want I wanted monetary gifts and I put that on my invite ladies don't be afraid to put that on your invite it's a new world monetary gifts are a must so we started saving. So we saved about $15,000 in a year. Nice. And that's nice. possible. That is, in, in a perfect world, it is manageable. Because what, 15000 in a year? And I'm doing yep. the calculations as we speak. In a year. 15000 so in a year. 1250 for some people. 1250 mm-hmm. a month that you can mm-hmm. save. And especially when you you love someone and you're willing to make it work and sacrifice, you'll be able to save that twelve fifty because I'm pretty sure there's things that you spent like five hundred or six hundred dollars and you're like, okay, I can save a little bit more for the wedding, right? Well, so no, no more lunches out, <laughs> less date nights. Like there was compromises because when you're yeah. on a mission and you want to save, well, I know for myself. Nothing mm-hmm. else matters. It's just X amount has to hit the account every single month. And if I can't make it in my nine to five, I got to find a different way to make it. Exactly. Like if I think back to then, that time, I think I was cooking when I cooked dinner, I dish out an extra plate of food for his friend at work. And I was like, yeah, go collect my check. You got to do awesome. what you have to do. <laughs> and I think that's the main focus. So $10,000 for the wedding. So another thing we implemented, a rule, mm-hmm. no outside help. And I know what you're thinking, why not let people pay for things to help and support you in the wedding? But mm-hmm. what I find with that is it comes with a bag of opinions and not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So now the cost of your wedding goes up. But okay. I did let my mother pay for certain things like my dress and like my jewelry and a couple of things like my hair. So mm-hmm. that wasn't a part of the $10,000. So what happened? We spent the 10,000, had an extra 5,000. Yeah. We had the wedding, monetary gifts, boom made 15,000 from the wedding. That's a $5,000 return on that, my $10,000. That, that's investments. <laughs> so definitely it is possible. And then from there, mm-hmm. uh, we had a frank conversation yeah. because we knew we wanted home ownership and going into home ownership for the first five years, as anybody has done it before, you know, mm-hmm. you have to be a little bit more responsible with your finances. Yeah. True. So we took a step back and we're like, hmm, 2015, we're going to take a family trip. We're going to pack up the kids. We're going to go back home and we're going to do it big. We went for about 15 days, Ooh. split it, spend some time with family, spend some time, you know, the four-star resort. So my kids could have that full experience, understand where they went, where we yeah. come from. And then after that, 2016, we bought our first home. By 2016, with the money we had from the wedding and continued mm. saving, we had almost $30,000 for our down payment. Dang. Hold on, pause, pause, pause. Folks, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to hear the strategy with this. So instead of, even though you guys didn't, uh, yeah, you guys didn't have um, a house at the time, you made sure you had a affordable wedding enough to like, have a plan and to get a house eventually especially yeah. but missing the house prices as late 
So you have to be more strategic when it comes to like this time. And question, because I know how some, I'm not going to say Caribbean, because there's actually a lot of cultures that expect certain type of weddings, like open bar mm. and, and three-day celebration and things. I'm not going to lie. The best wedding I've seen so far mm-hmm. was in Korea, where it was two hours. Two hours? Two hours and done. Ceremony, celebration, done. I went to a wedding, let's say like 10 or like noon. Yeah. By three o'clock, we were chilling at um, a, like a store, just having a drink after the wedding. We're like, yeah, that was a really nice wedding. And we're able to do this afterwards. I don't want... I respect yes. the long celebrations, but it's it's really not needed because you just want to go go to your honeymoon, whatever, unless you're in like a designation wedding, but we'll talk about that after. So did you have, even though you had a budget, what things did you have to cut cost on to be able to have it be affordable, but manageable for you guys? So I'm going to say one thing I had to cut a cost on. And at the time when I was planning, this was so important to me. I Mm. wanted a specific type of chair for the tables. Like how silly is that? Like now looking back at it, I'm like, Shana, seriously? But I had to give up these specific types of chair and just get a regular chair with the chair covering. (laughs) That was something I had to give up. Um, I DUI'd a lot of things. So I created my own centerpieces. Okay. Yeah. And I, I introduced I was... myself to Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> but you get more creative, right? When you, when it's a, you definitely like, when you have a smaller yeah. budget, you get more creative. Um, mm-hmm. One part I did let somebody pay for, and it's somebody that's really close to me. It's my cousin. It's actually my husband's cousin, but I claim him as my own. I let him buy all my flowers, so like my bridal flowers. The yes. flowers for my bridesmaids yeah. and the boutonnieres for the guys. He stepped in in a big way and he was able to purchase all those for me. Yeah. Well, I, okay. Cause I know like my mom used to do floor. I'm going to say florist, boom, florist, easiest way to say it. So I know how like much time and effort and, and picking out the right uh, flowers. So I, I would allow that. Right. Yeah. What about food Mm. (laughs) it's funny that you say food because food became a big argument within the families because being of jamaican descent um everybody wants to eat west indian food at every single wedding but me and my my partner at that time we were like no we're gonna go with the venue menu and we picked out this greek menu of things that we know people know we're used to eating we like greek food who doesn't like a good Slovaki? And if I'm giving you an open bar with that, please. Oh, there's please. an open bar too? Well, yeah, I'm so where, where are my rice and peas then? <laughs> <laughs> so I think it was a little bit of an uphill battle at the beginning, trying to tell our family members that, no, there's not going to be no jerk chicken, but there's going to be Slovaki. <laughs> we did the whole fruit dessert and everything else. So it's not that they were missing anything. And mm-hmm. as my partner says all the time, you eat it every day one day won't kill you <laughs> so to the 
ladies and gentlemen, that <clears throat> especially if you are Jamaican descent or Caribbean descent, yeah, there's certain things. The older, and I always, I always find that it's the older generation that they see what their mind is yeah. as a traditional wedding or like how they want their wedding and they want to see you have your wedding. Yep. They want to see this, that, that, like, are you, are you spending? Are you putting the money in? Cause, cause True. if you're not, I don't want to hear it. So but if you are. <laughs> I, might some, I might bring some rice and peas and stuff because mm. I, I actually went to a wedding I'm not gonna say recently what 2020 yeah yeah before before <laughs> I'm gonna say this gentleman was very very wise oh he got married on February 29th <laughs> oh wow you're a very wise man sir and i i am not gonna boost your name right now but he actually had like um he he used to work at a place when they were able to i'm gonna say donate the food so he was able to cut costs with that so they so we had the rice and peas jerk chicken and all that stuff but when you have a, a what anniversary every four years can't come on <laughs> Can't complain. Can't complain. Very wise man. <laughs> but I'm glad you're able to, because I always find like an open bar is very like costly. But I know people want to celebrate and be there and, and all that stuff. Maybe so what I find with the open bar, it's all hmm. about your guest list. Because okay. it's, it's based on how many guests you have. So the smaller the list, the more opportunity it is to have an open bar. We had about 75 people. So in the size of weddings, this is considered small. And then another way that we saved money, we yeah. utilized our friends' skills. So we have friends that are in the music industry. So they're DJs. So why am I paying for a DJ when I have a DJ for free? Jeez. I had a custom song performed specifically for us with our names in it because I have friends who are artists. So yes. this is why I say it's always good when we connect with people, but it's even better when we have the opportunity to give them employment, show them, show their skills to other people. And that's yes. what we use that day for. That is very wise. Cause I didn't even think about that. Like, why not? Why wouldn't I have, um... and they're still gonna get food. <laughs> they're gonna and get free food, alcohol, right? So that's actually a good idea. Um, if you had a chance to do it over again, would you do it like that or would you have a destination wedding? See, I find that question kind of funny because originally that was the idea because we had been together for such a long period of time. We already started having kids. It was kind of like, do you really want to do this big white affair? Let's just have a destination wedding. Um, thinking back, I probably still wouldn't have had a destination wedding because okay. I was able to get everybody to fly in. But thinking yeah. of the future, if I was to ever have any type of large ceremony again like that, mm -hmm. it would be a destination. Okay. But you know I what? I feel the sand in my feet. <laughs> True. I've, I've been to a destination wedding and I was mad because it was like in Jamaica and stuff. And it was a nice hotel. 
open bar, all that good stuff. And the food is good. Mm-hmm. But I look back at the photos, food is good. Um, I know I've, I've been asking a lot of questions from like people that have been married. I'm like, why are you asking me so many questions? I'm like, chill, chill, chill. Content, content. Content, content. <laughs> and it's like, they had spent approximately 25K okay. with a destination. And I'm, I'm going to say they've been married for 10 years. So mm-hmm. it's safe to say, based on, you know, everything that's happened, that's a reasonable price. Because I can, I can only imagine how much it is now. Like, I have a friend that is about to get married, but I don't know if they're, I know they're trying to do, like, an Airbnb thing. So it's kind of cool. It's kind of dope. It's like a different type of, um setting exactly what I was thinking I'm like if I was to do a destination wedding now Mm -hmm. I'd be trying to Airbnb it because it only makes sense right yeah cut the cost (sighs) and 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 I have to remember and this is like one of the discussions it is based on what you can can manage or afford and I don't want to like push and say like no 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 don't don't do 25,000 500 or 50,000 stuff because maybe you can afford that but I'm like trying to think about the folks that and this is about to be a question after if you are really going based on like someone you love and you really want to be with them the like you're willing to pay whatever that they're they want to have that date but it's both of your days to to feel one and and welcomed and is it like your are you projecting a lifestyle that you're able to afford because if you give them this big 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 wedding are you mm-hmm. able to sustain this type of lifestyle in the marriage i think for most people if it is different from their current lifestyle or their current relationship, they understand that it's not going to be sustained. It's just this one day where it's going to be fabulous, gigantic, Mm. very expensive, and a lot of bling. But on the other side, I have about two friends who did the city hall wedding, where they just went to city hall, signed the paperwork, had a small ceremony with just family, just to celebrate. Like one of my girlfriends during the pandemic, she got married like that. And we're like this. We are so close. Yeah. I didn't get an invite. Oh. But I knew going ahead of time what the plan was. Okay. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no. Weddings are different for different people because their meanings are different for different people, right? It's okay. about two people and it's not about anybody else. And if True. you have hurt feelings because you were not invited to a wedding, too bad. I just want to invite. Can I get the choice? <laughs> I can go. I'll give you a save the date. I'll, I'll give you another example of a wedding. Um, yeah. 2021, 2020? 2020 summer. Yes. 2021. I can't even remember. This past two years are blur. Um, <laughs> I went to a good friend of ours wedding. And yeah. I saw during the pandemic how much times it's kind of been canceled, rescheduled, redesigned to accommodate. And when she finally had the wedding, it was the most beautiful thing ever. It was simplistic. We went yeah. to the church. We had yeah. the church ceremony. And then after that, photographs at the park, very traditional. Yeah. And then instead of going to a big hall 
It was yeah. held in her mother's backyard. And what she did, she got decorators to come in and decorate the backyard, put in the tables, put in the tent, and the caterers were there. So she used her deck for the catering. So all the yeah. food was there. And she had a bartender. So yes. did we miss anything? No. No. Was it a personalized wedding? Yes. And the cost of it overall was a lot more cheaper than she originally expected it to be. Nice. The only thing I have concern with that is cleaning up. <laughs> as soon as you said in the backyard, I was like, God, jeez, I'm at the clear. I didn't say it was her backyard. It was her parents. Fair, 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 fair. fair. But you know, you have to help. You're not going to just like, okay, parents, bye. We're going on our honeymoon. <laughs> so like, I like that. I actually like that idea because I did see that some people pushed back on like pandemic weddings. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking, I'm, I don't know, maybe personally me, I'd have been like, eek, actually guys, we're going to push it back until like things are cooled off. Cause I didn't, I, I'm trying to think like, I wouldn't want people to be nervous and say like, oh my God, I can't believe how many still had a wedding during a pandemic. Like, cause I actually knew certain people that were like, actually really scared to go out. And I was, I, I was one of them, right? Mm-hmm. So I would understand. I mean, if I was to get married, I'm not saying I'm, I'm see, I would see it completely opposite. I'd be like, yeah. why am I waiting? to have people at my wedding. Mm-hmm. I want to be Mrs. So-and-so. So can we just oh. do it today? Because that is the goal. I'm committing to you. I want to be with you forever. Why am I waiting? Oh, good question. I'm, I'm glad. So I know there's a lot of people. I'm not going to say a lot of people. Most men, and this was one of the things that really ticked me off. I seen a quote, or not a, no, not a quote, a statement that this guy said like marriage doesn't is not beneficial for men yo <laughs> when i said when i say i was upset i was inside livid because like i said before i've witnessed a 45 year marriage that both partners benefited from and when people are like, oh, so what is it? How is it more beneficial for a guy? And I'm like, what are you talking about? You guys keep your last name. You have a legacy that goes on. Um, when it comes to businesses, businesses actually um, see you guys more committed. When, when they see you in a committed, well, committed relationship, married and stuff, they'll bring you up. Like you'll be able to go up in the in the ladder and stuff i was like men don't see any benefit for women as much (laughs) like don't tell me it's (laughs) not only that it's not only that what people don't realize is like once you're married or i guess common law as well when you do your taxes and exemptions Mm. for this right so even i've had it on my end one year um maybe some of the expenses that we're writing off goes towards me maybe the next year they shift towards him and, and the whole point splitting, splitting, right? And the whole point is that at the end of every year, when we do our taxes, ain't nobody got to pay the government. Because <laughs> so, you offset it and stuff. Like I was doing someone's taxes the other day, and I was like, mm, mm, 
that person gonna pay a lot. Hold on, let me move this over here. So, so this person will get like a little uh, refund, but this person will be able to offset. Yeah. So I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, what is it? How is it benefit? I'm like, fam, taxes. Most, taxes. I remember listening to a podcast and they're like, I don't care about validating my um, love life or marriage and stuff. I care about the benefits you get for the government. The government caters to married folks. So whoever wants to get married. <laughs> the great joking, tax I'm joking, <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. But there are benefits. But I'm not sure, like, I know when it comes to, like, common law, it's similar, but I don't know if it gives you the same benefits as a married couple. And I don't know, I don't know, I'm on the fence, because, like, I had a friend that said, like, yo, most people are going to be common law in the years to come, and I'm like, I guess, but I know why people get married with, like, the benefits of, um, I don't know, because it's mostly the states that this happens. Like, uh, there's a saying, like, if if a loved one goes into the hospital, you can't even go in, in with them unless you're the next of kin. And he's like, yeah, I'm the spouse and stuff. Like, oh, I'm the friend. Chill. It's true. Chill outside. It's true. <laughs> who, who do they contact when they're ready to pull the plug? It's the next of kin. It's the spouse first. The, mm-hmm. the spouse always has first right to everything. And then after that, it's the next of kin. Yeah. So it's like, would it, would it be more beneficial to be married to someone? Or is it okay with being like having a life partner and, and being common law? I mean, it depends. It depends. I, like, the way I see it, um, at one point, the, there was 100% a benefit to being married for everybody. Yeah. And then the government came along and created something mm. called common law, mm. which shifted a lot of the differences between should I get married for these benefits and what benefits do I get as a common law per- person, right? Exactly. Partner. So a lot of it is exactly the same, but where it kind of differentiates is when it comes to death. So if two people, they're in a committed relationship, they're married, and one passes away, what happens to the assets and the things in the other person, in the deceased person's name? When you're married, you have all rights to everything. Sure. When you're common law, and let's say your ex has kids from a previous relationship, he owed some back stuff, it kind of gets a little bit more complicated. Wow. <laughs> so... And that, that's when where like a will comes into place, obviously. And then that one word, that one word, Oman, don't love to hear, but prenup. But fun fact, because I did a poll today and I think only one person mashed it up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they did, they did. Because I was like, yo, I'm actually surprised of how many women actually agreed. Hold on, let me go back to this. I asked. They agree to having a prenup. Yeah. Okay. Out of 11, because one guy, I'm not going to call you out, but you mash up my phone. <laughs> I got so cheesed. I was like, yo, why are you mashing up my phone? At least 
So only two women mm-hmm. out of 11. Nope. Okay. Out of, yeah, yeah. Two women out of 11. Yeah. Disagreed with, with signing a prenup. Okay. And of course, let's see the gentleman, 100%. <laughs> 100% Hundred percent for the men. So I'm not surprised. <laughs> this is this is what I say. Like um, ten, twenty years ago, a lot of females would feel offended about signing a prenup because yeah. the idea was that you're going to get married and somebody, a male, was going to take care of you for the rest of your life, right? Um, mm-hmm. Now things have changed. Like you said, there's a lot more women in the workplace. There's a lot of more female professionals. So a lot of women are making their own bag. Right. So maybe they're the ones that don't want to share when they get into a committed relationship and they're talking about marriage. I I think a lot of people get the um, misconception of of a prenup is that, oh, that person is going to take half. No, you can lay it out how you would like. And I always said this. And maybe I'm a sucker, and I'm gonna say it, I'm a sucker of I'm a hopeless romantic in heart, mm-hmm. even though I'm single and stuff. <laughs> but if I if I was with someone mm-hmm. and they invested time, ideas, suggestions with me, I'm willing to give you a part because you actually helped me become a better person. So mm-hmm. why wouldn't I give you like something something and it could be like whatever I don't know about the stuff before unless we had we were talking before when I wasn't on the come up but I am (laughs) and when we become one and things are on the come up even more why wouldn't I give you a part of that because you were there with me you may not be shooting in the gym with me Drake Rick Ross <laughs> but you were there the pillow talks and like oh this is what I really want to do and you're like yeah you can do it da, 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 da. it only makes sense like you did not guess you, you technically did it by yourself but you another person invested time and patience and all that stuff when you couldn't cook or clean mm-hmm. that person was cooking and cleaning so you were able to outsource other things right right so I never I understood what, that. Yeah, I think what people don't get is that, like, if you're starting, if you're starting a relationship, I'm starting a marriage, right? I'm getting married, and mm-hmm. I have already owned, I own two properties in mm-hmm. my own name. Yeah. Let's say we were together for ten years, and during that ten years, we buy a cottage. When we divorce, it's only the cottage that's up for grabs. The two properties I owned prior to coming into the marriage yeah. are still mine legally, and I don't owe you half of that. It's only the wealth that's accumulated during the time of the marriage. Exactly. So So what if you actually says that during this time of a marriage, anything that I earn, develop, make has nothing to do with you. I mean, and it's only fair. It's only fair, but like, I can't see myself saying, Mm -hmm. well, those two properties you had before me, I deserve them. No, how? That doesn't make sense. But I'm, I like to say that I'm, I can be rational. And I think, (laughs) I think logically that Mm -hmm. whatever you had before me, you should have. That's why I get really, and I'm not going to (laughs) say, I get really 
like when people say, oh, what do you bring to the table? I, I'm not comfortable getting with an established man or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I have nothing to give as well. Because I want to I wanna bring like, yo, I may not have a property, but I have like stocks and stuff and I'm, I'm working towards that. I'm like, maybe we can work together and have a, another property. Uh, you could teach me the ways of getting a property and then we would be able to get make more because, you know, two incomes is better than one. Definitely. I have a male friend. I'm, gonna, I'm not using names for specific reasons. Um, no, no names, no <laughs> names. <laughs> he, he recently got married during the pandemic. And yeah. one of the things that actually I'm so inspired about him is that when he was younger, he bought his first property, but he's, he doesn't live in it. He's used it as a rental property. So with the marriage coming up, I kept on asking, does she know, does she know, does she know that you have the property? Mm. Like, and he's like, no, because his idea and his perspective is this. What I own is what I own. Now going into the relationship, if we want to come together and buy something, that is fine. I will contribute. We will own things together. But anything I own prior to is mine. That's a good and question. Because he's older, like he's he's not gonna have any kids anymore. Yeah. Um, he's leaving everything to his nephews. So mm-hmm. it's very important to him to protect the assets he had before the relationship so he can pass it down to his family. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, imagine she's like, Oh yeah, we have these properties together, and then all of a sudden you see another no, I'm not wishing anything on him. <laughs> but like imagine like she reads and she's like, oh, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why are all these properties that I didn't know about? So then, then it's a good Is question. This a Liberty Village? Oh, yes. <laughs> Do you disclose? Because I, I, I did ask this in a, a previous episode, like money talks and everything. Do you disclose those type of things? Because uh, one of my friends, Tashika, she mentioned like you have, he has his account. She has her account. They have a joint account and then a joint like savings account. And I'm like, what? I don't, I don't remember hearing about the joint savings where you can invest in stuff. So like, yes. it, it, it dogs, dawns to me, should I mention those type of investments that I have? Because what mine is mine. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, that, that's a good one. Like, mm. and then Unpopular you answer. <laughs> Unpopular answer, I would say no. I'm a big believer of having the three, four counts. I think everybody should have their own personal checking account yeah, where their paycheck goes into. But I also believe that we need a joint account so that all bills get paid during the joint account. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big believer of cutting it down the middle depending on your income because if one person makes more come on it has to be equal yes so when I say equal I don't mean 50 percent you pay 900 I pay 900 but I just make a thousand dollars (laughs) no I mean it has to be equal percentage based on your income that's contributing to the household and I believe every two weeks there should be a deposit in the account based on your paycheck so treat it like a bill just deposit the cash and you never have to worry about when the bills are coming out because it's automatically done. That's a good one. Cause I remember, um, 
because you know how you always have like your IG friends and everything like I love them especially like personal finance I do Mm -hmm. remember one of the ladies like when she was married that um he was making more than her so they had agreement to do 60 40 and I I mean that is fair because it goes based that works for their relationship definitely and now, now it's coming to my mind because I know there's others where um, sometimes the breadwinner is the lady. Mm-hmm. Would so say you were the breadwinner? Mm-hmm. Would you be comfortable spending or or putting sixty or seventy percent? And the yes, yes, like, like I don't even have to hesitate about that because there's going to be times when you ain't got it. And he mm-hmm. has to have it. And there's going to be times that you ain't got it and he's got it. So, yes. Like, speaking for somebody who once upon a time only yeah. worked, like, a part-time job, bringing only, like, $1,000 a month. Yeah. Yeah. He paid the majority of the bills in the household. So, mm-hmm. when things shifted, the idea yeah. is that I got you. And I think I, I love that you said that. And I wish a lot of... Because I can only speak based on like female perspective, and mm-hmm. I wish more women would think like that. I'm I'm hoping. You know what? I have to give credit. The ladies I know, mm-hmm. I I always say that I'm like a rare unicorn, but most of the ladies I know are either like making a good amount or they're willing to do that. Like, I know people, like, I know ladies that are making more than their, their significant other, and they're willing to put, put you know, put the work in financially. And I'm like, see, I'm not the only one. <laughs> well, it goes back to the whole idea that I said, it's a team. Like, exactly. once you have a spouse, and then you guys start talking about, like, kids and stuff, like, mm-hmm. don't drop the ball. You have to keep on going. Exactly. So if X needs to be there, and he's short pull up your britches you got to come in it only makes sense and I want to I want to put most of the polls in like um so I asked a lot of questions I asked ladies are you willing to sign a prenup I said um nine out of 11 said yes and and some of the some of the answers are like really funny because some of them like because it's about love I don't want your shit excuse my friends <laughs> As long as it's fair for both individuals, because I love for love, not for money. Man, I don't want nobody money anyway, so. (laughs) I'm not here for what you have. I'm here for who you are. Um, I have another person that said, imagine giving up half of your sandwich when you don't want to. (laughs) Listen, I'm only giving you a quarter of my sandwich, okay? But you know what? A lot of people say these things going into a relationship. And once you get accustomed to a certain type of lifestyle, and let's say you're the lower income person and this relationship is coming to an end, what happens then? Are you willing to go back to box wine? (laughs) (laughs) No, box wine. So it's always great to say this, especially when we're searching or at the beginning of a relationship, we're always like, yeah, 50-50, I got you, I got you. But when the chips are down and you really come to the end of this relationship, that's when you find out somebody's true integrity. That's when you find out, did all those words 
really match with what's going to happen now. Mm. <laughs> and it gets lost because, listen, you're mad, you're upset, anger, all that stuff clouds your judgment. And now you're like, me, right? Mm. My scars, my wound, I, I, I. And it used to be we, we, we. And I'm not Talk. talking about French, yes. We, <laughs> <laughs> oui, we. Oui. And it sucks because I remember when I, that remember that statement I said about beneficial, about like, about marriage? Yeah. And I swear to Jah, whenever people come up with, oh, because divorce rate is 50%, I'm like, fam, stop talking about divorce. We're talking about marriage. Marriage and divorce are two separate, two separate things. things. And, and I'm, and I'm, I will say it first. And I think I told you when it comes to marriage, men and not all, I'm not going to say all, I'm not going to say some men don't think long-term when it comes to starting dating and stuff. They realize afterwards, like, oh, I'm really feeling this lady and I want to get married to her. And I'll say most women, not all, but most women, their end game is marriage. And that is friggin' scary when it comes to the point because they think, I'm married, I'm done, I'm good. I've, I've, I've checked all the boxes, I'm married. What else do I have to do? Nah, fam, you still have to keep that relationship or marriage going. And then when you throw in kids and 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 aging parents and stuff yep oh, it's a lot on the plate it's a lot you know i'm ex- and once again i'm not married or anything but i'm experiencing aging parents and it's no joke like are you able to handle that because you're not only handling your parents but you're going to be handling their parents too and are you able to as when you have two families becoming one are you able to handle that there's some Where's people the balance? Know, exactly there's some people like you i don't want to know your family can we just use this <laughs> plus two <I'm> like no <laughs> like no you have to find it. like it's marriage is not the end game just because i misses whatever no, there's so much more to it than just getting the ring and just that one day. Like, it's a lot of work. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm where I'm at. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of work. So I think you kind of made a point when you said, like, when you're married and you have kids and then your parents are getting older, there's a lot of stress. And what happens sometimes, there's not enough time for the two people in this marriage to connect and spend time together mm-hmm. and then how do we connect we go out and we spend money so it's finding alternative ways that we can connect spend time together quality time that mm-hmm. we don't necessarily are spending all that money all the time right sure. Sure. and what i found it's mm-hmm. the small things that really make a difference like sure. you said cooking together most women love food just as much pick as men like food too. Oh. Right? Pick a recipe, cook it together, teach her how to cook something that your mom used to make. Maybe you guys try something brand new that neither of you guys have tried. True. But like small things. Like I'm a big fan of, I want to go, let's go bike riding. There's a lot of trails where I live. 
hop on that bike with me. Let's yeah. ride down to the beach. Let's watch the sunset. Like there's so much other things that we can do together that true. doesn't cost money. That's true. Go back to what happened when you guys just got together and all that good stuff. And I think there was um, a meme that we, that no, I think you posted it on, on your IG. Um, mm-hmm. Even though I disagreed with the guy, you can't marry have intimacy and not like be friends and I'm like "Mm." you can't have intimacy and not be friends I'm trying to remember the dang thing you know (laughs) but it was it was a white guy that said like I don't want to be married to my best Best friend friend. I want to be intimate with the person and then keep it going I'm like but at the end of the day, when, you know, our looks are gone and things, 30, 40 years from now, you want to have want a best person. friend? I want to know. I want someone that I enjoy being around. No, I want someone to slap my ass. I want intimacy. <laughs> oh, when I'm 80, I want intimacy. My friends are the ones that I don't pick up the phone when they call because I need some time to spend with the person I want intimacy with. kind of got real quiet there Camille um because I'm 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 an angel (laughs) statistically but statistically speaking older Mm. people are having more intimacy and when I say intimacy I mean sex people who are 60 and above are connecting more than people in their 30s and their their 30s and their 40s because we're so busy working True. So to have that strong marriage, intimacy has to be there. Because nobody wants to their best friend. Well, some people do, but you know what I mean. <laughs> no comment. Um okay, now uh, you topic. know what? <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> okay, that yes. But then intimacy, but you would know more than me. But intimacy would be, yes, ass-smacking or cuddling or or just physical touch because, again, love languages and stuff. And just, like, till this day, my dad still gets flowers. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that, I feel like that's a part of intimacy. And I don't know, because me don't get flowers from nobody, so I don't know <laughs> forget that but it's like of course physical touch gifts and or access service access service will show someone how much they they love someone more than anything else in my eyes love languages right right um but yeah i guess you can smack a little ass (laughs) you got me there you had me That's what it is, fellas. Smack it once, twice a week. <laughs> Just twice? Well, I, I prefer every day, but to each their own, right? Like, I know, I, and like I said, I, I don't know why. I've been getting a lot of um, dating or relationship podcasts in my feed, whether it's YouTube and stuff. I know, I'm... I'm talking about it a lot to the point where people are like, 
Who's in your life? I'm like, I'm I'm not. I'm just chilling. I'm just trying to make money (laughs) and fly out. I'm trying to catch assets and flights. (laughs) (laughs) So it's crazy to me, but I think at the end of the day, when it comes to and I think you only you can speak about this, like marriage or common law or relationships. Money is sometimes the reason why people get divorced. And we want to be, we want to choose wisely on who we become one with. Mm-hmm. Because if they're not aligning with your um, beliefs or systems, it might get complicated. Because Definitely. You know, we, we see the looks and we're like, yo, they look sweet up and everything. But like, they have a gambling problem it's true or or they are abusive and stuff like do we want to have that type of relationship for like 10 20 50 years 50 years you know know. like I think for our generation we grew up with this mentality of this ride or die relationship through thick and thin I'm gonna definitely that that was what was imprinted with us so I know when I started early on my relationship I'm like yeah I'll sleep in a car with you I'll do anything like that's how you were programmed to believe but then I see this new generation of young females um coming up and they don't have those same qualms of this ride or die they're selectively they're well they're selectively choosing people so I say it's it's a bit of both Mm. because if you're truly in a marriage it's should be a ride or die that no matter how much difficulties we face no matter hard it is we're going to stick to it we're going to communicate we're going to try to get through this and i know with money sometimes that's the hardest thing because with money comes pride and pride is a thing that will destroy a relationship more than anything else and you know the caribbean people have enough pride So holy shooks, I can only imagine, like, there's going to be times when you just have to put your pride aside and just, you know what, I'll take this L. I'll compromise and take this L. You you win this time. It happens. It happens. (laughs) Like, I remember at one point, um, my spouse, like, he lost his job. Mm -hmm. So he was getting paid a set amount of money. It was very good. And he lost that job and yeah. I remember we were sitting there we were having a conversation about is he going to go back to school what is he going to do because bills have to get paid exactly. and he looked me in my eye and he said you know what it doesn't matter what I do the problem now is we need money coming in so mm-hmm. he went and got the first minimum wage job at a factory and he worked that for about two months before yeah. he found his next opportunity because yeah. for him pride wasn't it It was, I have these responsibilities. I need to do what I have to do. Mm -hmm. And then my side was, all right, we're cutting here. We're cutting there because we're going to make it work. And I think those are the things and that type of communication is what's going to help a marriage stay strong. Are you willing to put in the work, folks? (laughs) (laughs) See, that's just key. And then, you know what? I'm glad you mentioned that because that happened here too. Like, Ah. it happened like, um after a while the role switched like my mom went to school my mom was like yo you're able to do your business but at the end of the time when things 
like if the business doesn't happen, I want to go back to school. Okay. Went back to school, college, high school, college, and all that stuff, and was able to find an established job. And mm-hmm. the roles kind of switched, but still, it was still my dad's the man of the house, whatever. Yep. But now the money to combined is for the house. It's so greater, it's, it's stronger, it's hey, more things can happen. It's so I don't understand. That's why I understand things. That's why I'm here where I am. Cause I'm like, I don't think there's an issue with someone making more. Like it's the team, partnership, business arrangements, or whatever you want. It's, it's a- the team. Listen, think of it like basketball. Everybody has a part to play, but you have to have people that can play more than one part. Exactly. So my center has to be a forward. <laughs> Do you understand? Hey, is it? <laughs> and ooh, what are like before before you got into um, your marriage or within? What were like the three things you wish you knew about money before? So definitely um, now, I would say now one of the things mm-hmm. I wish I knew before was mm-hmm. I wish I really understood our RRSPs like retirement. I think like we, we saved when we needed Message. to save. <laughs> we, we saved when we needed to save and we knew how to hustle when we needed to hustle. But in the time between, we mm-hmm. were frequent spenders. So mm-hmm. who was thinking about retirement? And now at this ripe age, all I can think about is retirement. One. Uh, two, was two, yeah, two fingers, yeah. <laughs> was buying a house. Yeah. <laughs> buying a house. Um, I bought, we bought our first house in 2016. And the whole process, I learned so much, but I was so disappointed in us. Because yeah. at that time, I realized I should have bought this house in 2000. Well, maybe not 2000. I was in, still in high school. But the <laughs> idea is I should have bought this house in 2010, 2009, yeah. because our income was possible. But yeah. our knowledge of what was in the market wasn't. We were only looking at one market, our neighborhood. Mm. And we we're like, we can't afford this. We didn't understand what a down payment was, how yeah. much we actually needed for mm-hmm. that down payment. Because mm-hmm. if you had told me that same $30,000, we could have hustled that the first year that we lived by ourselves. True. Because you didn't save 15000 in a year. Yeah, in a year. So imagine, so imagine when our money was more liquid, when, when the baby was smaller, when we mm. didn't have two. Mm. what we could have created if we just had that knowledge and that mindset so like for my kids now I'm verbal diarrheaing to them I'm like nope by the time you're 25 I said my oldest by the time you're 25 Mm. I need you to finish school two years of work safe we're buying a house because mommy knows how to so we're gonna do it together Mm. and ain't nobody gonna live in it (laughs) (laughs) ain't nobody gonna live in it (laughs) it's called a rental property because I'm like hey, you stay with me. I want my son to live with me for a long period of time, but we're getting off topic. We're talking about kids, but (laughs) we'll talk about parenting and all that good stuff in another episode, but like, yeah, those are the two things. Those are the two things. Um, The third thing, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of funny now because this has to do with um, what I'm passionate about now is life insurance. Mm. Like life insurance is this tool that I never knew. Yeah. Could, like optimize and leverage my life and give me the opportunity 
to take loans for myself. Mm. So now I'm just like, listen, child, come here. This is what we're doing. Because we're going to set this up that in the next 10, 15 years, you're going to take the money out of this and we're going to start the next business. Yeah. So life insurance and the audacity of me to be living without life insurance for all those years with my kids, thinking in the back of my head, if something happens to me tomorrow, my mama's got this. No. Why would I even try to put that kind of burden and stress? Yeah. I'm like a woman who has done her prime. She mm. don't want to raise no more children. But my <laughs> expectations, especially with my kids, because I had them young, was if something happens to me, my mom will take care of them. Jeez. Yeah. And I think, and, and you know, we've heard so many GoFundMes. And, oh. and when I spoke to, because I've, I've had people talk about life insurance in past episodes. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that dawned to me is that I don't have that discussion mm. with my friends. Like I was asked, so like, yo, do you talk about life insurance with your friends? I'm like, me? I'm like, damn, I haven't. So like I have in recent, like ever since that episode, I have been like pushing my friends. I'm like, yo, I love you so much. I would hate that something happens and like your loved ones are left with like a GoFundMe and stuff. Like, no, it's not cool. Like we need it. So I think of life insurance two, two different ways. Like I think the majority of people think about life insurance is like, oh, we're going to pay for the funeral and we're going to leave a little money left over. Mm. I think of life insurance this way. Yeah. I, I bought a house. I don't even want to say I own it because until I'm done making those payments, I don't own anything. So if something happens to me, to me tomorrow, where do mm. my kids live? Whew. So my life insurance yeah. pays off that house. So they have a place to live in. Or they take that money. Mm. They, re, they find a way to refinance it because they mm -hmm. get it through my mortgage. Yeah. And through my will, I should say. And then yeah. they can take money to go invest somewhere else. So yeah. what I've done with my life insurance is I've mm. created options for my kids. Facts. And that's and important. That's what I realized is important because when I was young, there wasn't as many options. I know. There wasn't that much experiences. You were blocked in to the block that you lived in, kind of. Mm, the, block, the, the, block. the block, the block. That was all you had. Those were your experiences. That was your knowledge of the world. TV yes. was made believe, but it's not until you kind of get older and you leave that block that you start to see, wait, not everybody lives like this. Can we give a shout out to Gordon Ridge? Even though I didn't yeah. live, Gordon Ridge, <laughs> but I was close by, oh so I had to I had to do a little shout out, you know? <laughs> shout out to Gordon Ridge, shout out to the whole Gordon Ridge crew, and one of the things that inspires me about each and every one of those kids that I grew up with that are now thriving adults is that mm. nobody's still there. Mm. Everybody That's... has left. Everybody, everybody has made it out. That's true. Because at this and I know we're kind of going off topic, but it's okay because this, <laughs> this is our episode. Shit. Um, it is okay for us to get out of the block or the projects and stuff and evolve because Definitely. can you imagine if we were in the same situation that we were 20 years ago? No, not even 20 years ago. Let me just count okay. that down. Let me know I can't <laughs> Where those stickers are. No. 
Because if I was in the same place I was 20 years ago, would I be able to provide the opportunities I'm able to provide my kids now? No. Would I have that peace of mind to know that if I lose my job tomorrow, yo, I can kick it for at least three, four months where I need to make more money. Yeah. Like 20 years ago, that was paycheck to paycheck to, to what? Baby bonus? What do we call that? Child tax benefits? Like I've come to a point where child tax benefit, take it or leave it. I don't care if you want to give it to me or not anymore. Yeah. I've come to a point, tax returns. I just pray that I don't owe you. <laughs> as much. Was as it HST? Should. HST? I haven't seen an HST check since 2015. What is HST? <laughs> I know what GST is. <laughs> yeah. And so all these things. things yeah, all these things I used to be like, oh my God, I'm not going to get an HST. What am I going to do? But it took my mindset to change, really, for me to realize, oh, girl, you got this. Yeah. And, and I, wanna, I want to uh, stress this because a lot of people are like, yo, what's, what's, what's my return going to be? <sighs> if you listen to the previous episodes, you'll know that ideally you're not working towards getting a tax refund. You're working towards having a low um, owing tax, basically. Because, you know, as more money, more taxes, yes. But that means you have more money to be able to get more assets and more Allocate to different things, right? Exactly. The more money, more problems. That's what I realized. And the one thing that we didn't talk about as we talk about marriage and we talk about finances Mm -hmm. is that for a lot of women, if you've had your children prior to a marriage, one thing I want you to keep in mind is the minute you get married, the government claws back everything. They want the child tax benefit. So if you're not reporting to them right away that your status has changed and they're continuing to give you those checks, they will bill you for it and claw it all back. Cause that happened to me. And that's when I made the big adjustment to living without it. I didn't know that. Wait, so, say it again. I want, ladies, ladies. <laughs> no, especially ladies that kind of live off the government's incentives. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't listen to this. <laughs> say it it's again. A catch, it's a catch 22. I got married in August and I thought, okay, I'm going to finish out the year. The next year, I'm going to do my taxes. I'm going to claim I'm married. And I did that. And the government wrote back like they always do. And they're like, hey, um, Shana, Misha, Barrows, uh, you owe us money. We want it all back because you were in a relationship and you didn't tell us. <laughs> so here am I. My, at that time, my income wasn't big. It was still kind of small. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, balance owed. And I called my cousin who does my taxes. And I'm like, what do I do? And he's like, let me see. And he's like, there's no interest. He's like, Shayna, just leave it alone. We'll just continue filing your taxes and it will slowly pay itself off as long as there's no interest. So I scratched my head and I'm like, so until I pay this back, I get no child tax. I get no HST. And I lived that way for two years. (laughs) I lived that way for two years. And I think it was the greatest gift in the world because I learned to live without this additional support. So when it was reinstated, it just became an account for my kids to pay yeah. for their education, yeah. pay for like their little trips, because it wasn't money that I allocated or called income anymore. True, true. Ooh, ooh, child. Child. Ooh. 
<laughs> my lord so but i know i know people who don't want to get married for that specific reason as well and i've heard i've heard dumb type of things like no, no, no i'm single but aren't you been with i'm single i'm like yes 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 and you, you know what I don't like hearing those things. Yo, when I hear them type of things, I was like, yo, send it somewhere else. I, I don't want to, I don't want my name on a tax return. That's that type of thing because mm-hmm. my name. But I think it says more about your mentality. It makes me feel that you've already decided that you're going to just stay within this tax bracket because the minute your income increases, these benefits decrease. Yeah. And, and it, it boggles my mind that like, oh, but I don't want to make this much because I'm not going to be able to get this. I'm like, but you're making more, more. money. Sweet. That's a different Definitely, topic. you need to do an episode on the system and how the system can kind of suffocate people from advancing. It boggles my mind because I know we've been going on for a good while <laughs> because our conversation was just so... Um, Excellent. So I, I am gonna wrap it up because I, I just booked the <laughs> how long <laughs> the <it's> time. <laughs> but like, what are your next avenues and where can people find you as well? So my next avenues right now that I'm working on, mm. I'm actually working on Project X supports. So mm-hmm. this is a project. <laughs> this is if a project that was kind of inspired um, with my younger son Keneal. Um, During the Christmas holidays last year, we were watching a lot of documentaries on YouTube. Mm. And we started watching documentaries about um, kids who have difficult journeys to get to school. Mm -hmm. So it sparked a conversation about how... You're muted. Oh, there you go. Okay, so it sparked a conversation to say how blessed he is, lack of a better word, currently... Mm. That he has all this access to information and resources in school and that not everybody has that type of access. So I took it back and I took a minute to think about how, what I can do, how I can help another school. And I said, you know what, instead of going abroad Mm. or overseas, I said, let me go back to where my family started. So had a quick conversation with my mom, um, elementary school that she went to in Jamaica got the contact of the principal out there, striked up a big conversation talking about what the kids need, how can I support. So this year I'm doing it, test run. So this is 100% funded by me. I'm sending them school supplies. So backpacks, books, pencils, erasers, um, sharpeners. I'm sending them all in a barrow for them to Mm. pick up to help support the kids in the school. This is Brixton Brixton Hill Elementary in Mako, Jamaica, Clarendon Parish. <laughs> so I'm hoping that after this year, I'll understand the ins and outs of shipments. And yeah. next year, the goal is to set it up again. But this mm-hmm. time, I want to go one step for, further. I want to talk about technology. Because mm-hmm. right now, technology is the future for education, no matter where you live. So how can I get more technology to the kids back home to support them and their education? Because we all know especially with personal finance. A lot of stuff we need to know, you don't learn it in schools. So let's take a step further and help another young kid. Facts, facts, facts. And I think your young, your youngest son has a, a podcast. 
I had a shout out there, so I have to make it up. <laughs> Please yes, give a he shout does. Out. <laughs> Counting pennies with Camille. So this was his passion project. Um, he did one year of episodes, and then he came back to me and he's like, "Mom, I don't want to be a celebrity. I don't want to be a star." So what's in the what's in the projects coming up for this summer? We're bringing back Counting Pennies, but it won't be starring Camille. It's going to just be a family conversation nice. where the three of us, so myself, my two kids, we sit down and we're going to discuss different topics nice. that we're passionate about. Right now, my eldest is going through driving school and we're talking about his future because he's going so off to college. So look out for that. It's going to launch uh, July 1st, uh, 2022. So look out for that. We hear it first time. <laughs> and then if you want to get in contact with me, you can find me on Instagram. That's Project X Financial, Project X Financial, or you can check me out on my website, uh, www.projectxfinancial.com. So I'm going to, I'm going to hit, like, I'm going to put all the information in the description on yeah. YouTube and also Anchor or Spotify, whatever, you, wherever you guys listen to it, because we worldwide, ah, ah, ah. And Shanna, thank you. Always, Camille, always. Too. Because I know we, I feel like we're like-minded. It's just you have more experience with the marriage and all them things. I just, I just look from inside, like, no, I look <laughs> from outside looking in and I'm just like, you know, I'll just, I'll just look from afar. <laughs> <laughs> I'll look from afar. And we'll keep listening to different podcasts. And we'll continue sharing podcasts. Oh, <laughs> Because we did watch, listen to a uh, an interesting one, I will say, but I'm not saying it online because <laughs> I don't want to call myself out. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming. And folks, make sure you like, subscribe, share, tell a friend, any newlyweds or common laws or long time relationships, you need to listen to this. Because you have to compromise and all that good stuff, right? And and make sure, because it's the 69th episode, make sure you smack some asses. <laughs> smack some ass. On that note.